This week's show is brought to you by Loot Crate, the official sponsor of Enchanted Tiki Talk. Loot Crate is the world's greatest subscription box for geeks, gamers, pop culture, and Disney fans like you. Start your subscription now at www.lootcrate.com slash tiki talk. Vahini mekioni mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 83 for the week of May 24th, 2015. Welcome to this week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk, where we take a walk down memory lane and talk about some of our fondest memories from our past trips in Walt Disney World. So guys, this is... Um Anytime we talk about memories, we always have guests that come on, and we always ask them about their favorite Disney park memory. So we're actually going to spend our whole time talking about some of our fondest memories that have happened to us in the parks themselves. Hopefully everybody has more than one, and this is a show longer than five minutes long. So, (laughs) yeah, everything that's happened, you know, I have so many memories from being there as a single person to going there with my girlfriend or fiance at the time and then married and then kids so i have quite a few memories and i i don't know if i could really rank them the top 10 or anything like that but i do have some i would like to talk about but um first i would like to hear about you guys and and see what you guys think are your most dearest and fondest memories all of mine are actually from when uh i was an adult because we didn't ever go down there. That was when I was a kid, except for when I was two. I don't really just remember anything about that trip. But um, and why not? Because um, I think my humongous brain was still like forming then, and I think that you know wow. there's just so much information up there that that the old stuff just kind of uh, pushed out. Yeah, so, you and that big head of yours. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a curse, really. Not a blessing, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it's not. It's hard to fit, you know, in doorways, and you know, it's crazy. But, um, <laughs> but so I think the first for me would have to be like passing under the uh, the railroad station and seeing the castle in Main Street and just experiencing it for the first time. I get that was almost overwhelming because I wasn't really sure what to expect i mean i had seen pictures and heard other people talk about it and stuff but until you actually you know stand there and take it all in it's kind of uh it's hard to anticipate that feeling and uh it was actually uh, was life-changing in a way that's that's you know kind of what started this whole obsession for me so that's always a special first time park memory for me you can never go wrong with, you know, your first visit. Unfortunately, my first visit was before I can remember. I, you know, because as y'all know, I've been going since I was a baby. So I don't really have a first trip memory, unfortunately, other than, you know, pictures I've seen, of course. You know, my first trip was in 1984 and I was nine years old. And it's, it's hard to remember anything from that first trip. I just had vague memories of going. I, I don't really have 
many memories of like the Magic Kingdom. I can remember going on 20,000 Leagues and going on the Skyway. Most of my memories actually come back to Epcot and going in, you know, world, probably World of Motion are probably my strongest memories in Epcot. So it, it's, I, I just wish I could remember more of what happened then, but I don't. I remember my next trip a little bit more back in 89. So I have more memories from that trip than I do in 84. I was a little bit older, so that would explain it. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of memories from, from old Disney trips. Uh, I mean, I, I vaguely, unfortunately, the only thing I remember from Horizons is the choose-your-own ending. Um, so I, I kind of remember bits and pieces of, of old trips like that, but I don't really overall have many memories there. But as far as you know, some of my favorite memories, probably the, the first one I'll say is it was the uh, summer of, 1998 and I was down there with a buddy of mine my my parents and uh, my sister's older so she was you know on out of the house at this point so it was me and a friend of mine and my parents went down and my parents did their own thing but every morning they would take me and my buddy to whatever park we were going to go to that day but it was like it was it kind of was like the perfect trip in terms of being selected as a volunteer for tons of stuff now up until that time and since then I've never been chosen as a volunteer for anything but on that <laughs> one trip I got so uh, we were the we got up to backlot tour now this would have been the backlot tour when it was still actually kind of cool but we right. got up to the backlot tour like right as they were cutting it off so we were like the first two people in line for the next show and the woman was like you know cast member today do you want to you know do you want to help us and we were like sure why not so we did the water scene of that that's always something that I wanted to get picked for. I yeah, just, it was fun. Yeah, I wish I could have done that one. And it was fun because I got I got drenched from the waist down. I don't know if I've told this story or not, but the the suit, at least back then, the suit that they would put you in the the, the wetsuit or whatever was a rain suit. You know, it had pants with suspenders and it had a jacket that you put over it. Well, they were they're not exactly built for six foot four people. So like the suspenders were, you know, at the very end of their little you know, of the suspender part, you know, through the buckle. So they were barely holding on and they ended up coming undone at some point <laughs> during the process. So the pants fell down. Of course I had clothes underneath, so it wasn't like improper or anything, but the rain pants Thankfully. fell down. And, yeah. <laughs> it's a family park here, but the rain pants fell down. And then, you know, the, when I got bombarded by water, I, I got drenched, but that was a fun memory. But then also on the same trip, uh, I was also selected, this was back when Superstar Television existed, and I got picked uh, to volunteer for Superstar Television. I was in the uh, the scene for they had a scene from the Golden Girls where the the episode was like they were spying on their neighbors. These two detectives uh, show up to the the Golden Girls house, and 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 the neighbors are they were bad guys. I don't remember what they're what they were accused of, but anyway, they were being they were spying on the neighbors, and I played a detective. Uh, who you know went to the door and and got to interact with the Golden Girls, so that was kind of fun. Uh, and then not on Disney, but on the same trip, we went over to Universal, and I actually got selected, which is probably the coolest to, for me uh, with the Norman Bates name. But Universal Studios, way back in the day, used to have an attraction um, called Alfred Hitchcock: The Art of Making Movies, and they they did stuff from The Birds, and then they had like this whole set from Psycho. Uh, but then afterwards, they had several kind of things that you could be a part of. And I was a part of uh, a scene from Vertigo. They they strapped me in this chair and I got to pretend to be Jimmy. Uh, I think it was Jimmy Stewart. 
Jimmy Stewart? Yeah, it's Jimmy Stewart when he, when he falls. So I'm in this chair, and then they, they, they yell action, and I push back, and the chair, like, falls backwards, and I had to act like I was falling from the top of this building. Um, and I'm obviously a big Hitchcock fan, so that was really cool. But, you know, so all in one trip, I got selected for, for three different uh, attractions, two at Disney, one at Universal, to, to participate in. And that was just something that's still to this day, like I said, I've never been selected for any other uh, volunteer type thing and but it was really cool to do that and those are some some fun memories I have yeah I've only ever been selected once and that was in 2000 and I was with a I was at the studios with a friend of mine and I was at Indiana Jones stunt show and you know they always call out for volunteers and I tried to be the loudest person jumping up and down screaming and yelling and I got picked so I was really happy and fortunately for me I was the one who get to, got to do the death scene so I was really ecstatic. I actually have a picture of me there. And like you can see like this small person, you know, that's, you know, wearing that the, the garb and all that. I, I wish I had a close up picture, but that's like the only memory I have of it, like picture wise. So you could barely see that I'm there. But I got to perform the death scene. And I was so ecstatic when I got to do that. It was a, it's a completely different vantage point when you're down there experiencing the stunt show from that angle and, and looking at everybody looking at you and, and laughing because you just got shot and you just won't die. Just I was just laying there, you know, down, you know, convulsing on the ground up and down and people were laughing. So I had a, it's such a great memory. I just wish I had video with more pictures of it. Uh, yeah, the, those things all uh, sound cool, um, except for the yeah, Universal story. Uh, so we're going to have to edit hey, that out. I'm sorry. But, never um, edit out Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> never. But uh, the only thing that I um, was ever uh, chosen for, and I wasn't actually uh, chosen, I think I just got the right seat, um, <laughs> was I was uh, at the Rebel Spy on Star Tours once. I'll tell you what I didn't get picked for uh, was uh, Enchanted Tales with Bell Skit. Well, you're scary looking. I can understand why. Well, you I were the be beast. A good, you know, like knight or something that, you know, wears a mask. It wouldn't have to scare the children away. I took and raised my hand. I was a lot, you know, taller than everyone else. I know that she could see me. I think that I was discriminated against. But. <laughs> Yeah, I was never actually chosen for anything yet, but... There's still time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I could be chosen to stand outside of the Haunted Mansion at Halloween and scare people or something, you know, along those lines and save them on uh, costuming and makeup, so... That's true. Yeah. I just want to be one of the families that get chosen to open up the Magic Kingdom. That would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? It would. Um, it's just my wife and I, and I was always like, curious if they would pick, you know, like yes. just couples instead of, you know, like full families. But yeah, I've seen it done. Oh, really? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen where um, two sisters have been picked, couples have been picked. Yeah. Yep. I've always wanted to, though. That'd be awesome. Um, so. Oh, uh, I didn't talk about mine yet. What oh, do you... I'm sorry. Jeez, don't don't jump the gun yet. Well, just because you weren't picked for anything really good, don't mean to. <laughs> You know, skip over me. Well, this is my chance to stand out, so I figured I'd take it. Just sit down. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm sitting. <laughs> so one of my favorite, most recent memory was um, our trip in 2013. And my son was only two and a half years old, but it was such an awesome trip for us where, you know, this is the trip where we rode Dumbo and Goofy's Coaster over 10 times each. And he was just loving meeting the characters 
getting their autographs, getting their pictures with them, hugging them. And he's always been a little bit shy, but he was starting to come out of that. And it was so much fun for us to see my son grow and enjoy himself. He always had a smile on his face the whole time. And it was such a great memory. And I remember um, one night, it was like 10 o'clock at night, and we were in the new fantasy land. I had wanted a uh, LeFou's Le brew, or as we call it in my house, an apple freeze. So it was like 10 o'clock at night. We went over to uh, Gaston's Tavern, and we got the apple freeze. And my son and I are just sitting there at 10 o'clock at night. He's in his pajamas. We just changed him into his pajamas a little while earlier. And we were just enjoying our apple freeze. And it's such a memory. He still remembers doing that. It's just, it's those, it's like, it's a memory like that that you can never forget. At 11 o'clock at night, we went over, well, after that, we went over and rode the carousel a few times. And at 11 o'clock at night, the park closed. And my son was the last person to get off the carousel. <laughs> so he closed the carousel and closed the Magic Kingdom that night at two and a half years old. So it was such a fun and great memory for us. The question is, though, was why didn't you share a pork shank? Um, that doesn't really interest me. <laughs> That's Those like things a, are so good. Yeah, I, I I probably would try it, but to me that it's like to me that would be a meal. It wouldn't be a snack. Well, it's not beer, so I guess it wouldn't be a, <laughs> a meal. Yeah, no, those memories with family and stuff are always the ones that. That's what makes Disney parks so special. Is as much as you guys. And folks in general, you know, work a lot and we don't really get to spend as much quality time with our families as, you know, we would like. And at Disney World and Disney Parks in general, you know, that's one place where it just it gels people and families and the memories that you have are always extremely special. Yep, so true. I had one um, that kind of goes along with the family line. My cousin uh, is a local, and we had, had kind of uh, lost touch for like a few uh, years and stuff after she went to move down there. And uh, I posted on Facebook that I was going down and stuff, and she kind of contacted me, and we started to oh, I talk again and catch up and share our like, fandom for Disney. And uh, when we went down there um, this past like February, um, she came and met us at uh, like Fantasmic, and we kind of uh, like sat there and caught up and then went over to uh, Beaches and Cream uh, for dinner. And and it really it rekindled our friendship and familyness. And we're always friends just because we, we're family, but it brought us back together. And uh, um, that's one thing that I will always be thankful for is to the fact that we ought to rekindle that uh, at such a special place. Yeah, that's good. It's, you know, well, don't forget you're forced to hang out with somebody for so many hours in a day. You're sweating together, you're walking together, and if you can't get through that, then you shouldn't be talking to each other. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Which is why the three of us will never go to Disney together. <laughs> <laughs> that will be our first live show and our last complete show. <laughs> exactly. Two of us at a time is fine. Keith and I, Sean and Keith, Sean and I, but all three of us together would probably be a sign of the apocalypse. So, Where <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't talk to each other at all. It would be just too awkward. Yeah. So I have another memory, uh, but these are from what well, I kind of lump these two together just for the the sake of time, really. But going out to Disneyland, my my first trip to Disneyland, obviously, you know, 
Keith touched on, you know, first visit memories. So, and I can't remember my first Walt Disney World visit, but I can definitely remember my first Disneyland visit since that was, you know, two and a half years ago. Uh, but, you know, your, your first memories of, of seeing Disneyland, uh, or, or I should say my, my first memories of seeing Disneyland, and it's kind of surreal. It's It's the same, but different, and it's really kind of weird. Uh, but in a good way. I mean, I, I'm definitely not in a negative way. But, you know, you, you walk in the park and, and you go, well, wait a minute, Pirates of the Caribbean's not supposed to be over here. It's supposed to be over there. And, you know, Star Tours, that doesn't belong in this park. And, you know, but it's it's really cool. It's, it's, it's almost exactly like going to Walt Disney World, but completely different at the same time, which is kind of a, a weird feeling. Um, but then specifically on that trip, my wife and I had bought Vacation Club in 2011, uh, and then we went to Disneyland in 2012. So that was our first Disney Vacation Club stay. So we got a one-bedroom at the Grand Californian, and we ended up with a room that overlooked Disney's California Adventure Park, which... If you guys aren't aware, if uh, anyone who's listening who doesn't know, the rooms that overlook Disney's California Adventure overlook the lagoon where they have World of Color, where they show it. Now you're not you're not straight on, but you still I mean it's you see it. You're, you're not exactly looking directly at it, but you can kind of still see the you can see the water and the colors and the pyro. You, you can't necessarily see the scenes that are being shown on the water, but you can still get the experience of it. Um, but so we get to L.A. We land. We finally get to the room. And I have a friend or an acquaintance um, who's big time DVC member, and I've mentioned him on the show a few times. He he owns it probably five or six properties, and they've got more points and they know what to do with. Well, that's not true because they go all the time. Literally, <laughs> they go like four or five times a year, and they take cruises, and so they don't have more points and they know what to do with. But they have a lot of points. But anyway, <laughs> there's never um, too many points from what I hear. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> especially if you're able to go as often as he is. Uh, he, he's he's older than I am, so he's at a, a different spot in his life, obviously. But anyway, you know, he 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 and I had talked about this vacation club a ton, and and he actually put me in touch with his. DVC rep, who is now my DVC rep, uh, but he had called ahead. Now, I didn't know any of this, but we get in there, we get to the room, and we, we finally get checked in, and we go up to our room, and he had pre-ordered. I mean, this is for, you know, it's a small thing, but it, it was really nice of him. He had pre-ordered chocolate-covered strawberries and cookies and milk. We're just waiting there on the kitchen counter when we got into our room with a with That's a note, me. you know, saying, you know, hope you enjoy your first trip, you know, and many more to come. I don't remember the exact wording of it, but just a really nice thing for for him to do. Because uh, I mean, we weren't like personal friends. I had met him through my part time job. He was a customer at the place where I work my part time job at, and. and always wore Disney shirts and I got to talking to him about it. And that's how we became, you know, friends and acquaintances and had exchanged emails and stuff. So he didn't really, you know, really nice of him to do. But so we get there, it's late. So we sit on the balcony overlooking world of color and you can turn the TV on in your room and it will play the music. So we halfway watched world of color from our balcony, eating chocolate covered strawberries and cold milk that, you know, was just there for us as a, a complete surprise. Didn't have any expectation of that. And, and what a great way to to start your, your first Disneyland trip. Um, so that that's one. And then my other Disneyland trip, uh, I've mentioned my, uh, my friend who's a cast member out there, uh, and she had arranged for us to get VIP seating at the uh, Disneyland Fantasmic. Uh, so we sat in this, I mean, it's not really a booth, but where they set up the sound booth, where they control the show, we sat right next to the table. Uh, 
in, in chairs there. So you're, you're dead center. You're not fighting over space with people like you have to do it fantastic because it's just kind of a free-for-all. Sean, you've been there. You know it's just kind of a wherever you can get, yep. you get. But we're sitting in chairs in our own little space that you know, no one else was allowed in except for the, I think there were four of us maybe, five of us in that little section with in addition to the cast members who run the show. And what a great way to see Fantasmic, you know? So those are my two memories from, or I mean, I have tons of Disneyland memories, but those are my two Disneyland memories that really stick out in my head. You must have got a lot of evil looks when you were sitting there watching it from uh, the <laughs> VIP section. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. It's dark, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> and what do you time, care, right? So. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't like she had to pay for anything, but you right. know, just the fact that she was able to get us in there because she knew someone who, you know, because obviously as a cast member, she knew a lot of people, and she was just able to get our names on the list. But yeah, it was really cool. What a great way to see a far superior version of Fantasmic for the for the record, as I've mentioned before, but I will mention that again. It is a far superior version. So I want to talk about uh, the trip my wife and I made together our first trip uh, when we were in- recently engaged back in 2003. Uh, this is the first time that I had stayed in so- anything other than really a um, all-star resort. So we stayed at the Wilderness Lodge for the first time. And I think she's only ever stayed at like um, Caribbean Beach or something like that. So this was bo- both to both of us, this was an upgrade. And it was such a great trip for us because in my wife's previous trips, she had only ever like gone with her mom and they would do more time shopping and only going on like the rise in fantasy land. So when she went with me, we went on like splash mountain, big thunder mountain, space mountain, Soarin'. She got to experience Soarin'. Um, if Soarin' was open back then, I don't remember, but you know, so she was going on things like she never had experienced before, you know, seeing things, going to different, some of the other resorts, like she had never experienced Splash Mountain. She didn't know what Splash Mountain was. It was just to her, it was just a, a big hill or, you know, with people getting wet and screaming. So she'd never been on it. And she she just never really liked roller coasters until we started going on them. So we had gone to the studios and she always told me that she never wanted to go on an upside down coaster. So we went to the studios, rock and roller coaster now, and I didn't tell her what happened and the rock and roller coaster. So she's like, Oh, it doesn't go upside down. I'm like, Oh no, no, it doesn't go upside down. You know? So <laughs> we get on it. She's screaming the whole time we get off of it. And she's like, you told me that it wasn't going to go upside down. I'm like, well, I forgot. And I, I think at the time I might have forgotten. I don't really remember, but she didn't talk to me for like three hours after that. So it was kind of awkward. And, you know, I don't remember how I got her to talk to me again, but it was just funny that she just despised it. Now she'll go on it. It's not one of her favorites, but she will go on it. She doesn't hate it. She doesn't love it, but she'll go on it just to enjoy it. But it was just a fun experience. Like <laughs> it, Looking back at it is how much she hated it. But it was such a great and, trip. And yeah. that, listeners, is the story of Sean, how he <laughs> divorced his first wife. Because <laughs> no, she left him. <laughs> The funny part is, is that I did the exact same things with my wife. Uh, did you? She, wow. Oh, y'all are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> well, she hates like roller coasters. Um, she hates heights. She hates the drops and like and everything. So she had rode a few like smaller ones the previous days and stuff like of our trip and and uh, <laughs> and so we're in line at at the rock and roller coaster and. Of course, you know, in my mind, 
I thought, well, it's dark, so she's not going to be able to see <laughs> what's coming up. Right. So it might be easier for her to get through it, and then afterwards she's going to be like, oh, that was so awesome and great, let's go on it again, blah, blah, blah. Well, folks, I was wrong. Uh, so we sit down and I said, honey, I said, make sure that you keep your head back. And she goes, why? And I said, just make sure that you keep your head back. And then all of a sudden, man, it launches and she screamed the entire time. Now, for me, I was over there, you know, singing along with the song and I was just <laughs> going through it. And we pull back into the station, and she is in tears. She can hardly, uh, like, walk. And she, the same as Sean's wife, she did not speak to me for at least, like, two hours after that ride. <laughs> and um, that's the story of how Keith divorced <laughs> his first wife. <laughs> Keith, if, if our wives ever meet, they'll have um, a, a story in common. Oh, probably- yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, and what made it worse was I wanted uh, to buy the photo. Oh, God. And she said, if you buy that photo, <laughs> she goes, and I'll divorce you. <laughs> there's going to be some hell to pay. And I'm like, okay, maybe <laughs> not. Yeah, not worth it. Not the best idea. <laughs> so I just wanted to add one other thing to um, that trip that we went on in 2003. We were having such a great time. We really didn't want to go home. So we were in the Magic Kingdom for the, the last couple hours of our trip. And we were walking down towards uh, Liberty Square. And in there, you know, I'm walking around pretty sad and we're both pretty quiet. And a security guard comes up to me. I, I told the story on Dixie Landings, but I never told it down here. So a security guard comes up to me and goes, he goes, I'm going to have to issue a ticket. And we're like, what? I'm like, I'm saying to myself, like, I've never heard of getting a ticket in the parks. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I have to write you a ticket for impersonating a, a Disney character. He says, you're grumpy. And I just started <laughs> laughing so hard. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. But he's got like this whole ticket pad. And he's writing a ticket out to me. He's like, your name, please, and and all that. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I have to give you a ticket. So, you know, he's like, why are you so grumpy? And I said, well, we're leaving. We're going to go home. And he goes, well, is there anything that I can do to make your trip any better? I said, yeah. I said, you know, we'd love to go on Peter Pan one more time. So he goes, oh, follow me. So we go up to Peter Pan, and he talks to the girl there, and she brings us through the fast pass line and brings us right up to the front, and he goes, you guys have a magical day. I just want to make sure that you end your trip on a high note and and, and have such a, a good memory of this. So it is, his name was Bill. I'll never forget his name, and we took a picture with him, and it's such a great memory for us. And it, it's just probably one of my favorite Disney memories. It lasted, I don't know, five minutes, if that, and it just it's going to stick with me the rest of my life. That's always the small, you know, touches that the cast members do that always it makes your trip so special. And yeah. and that's why people keep going back every year. It sure does. Did you have another one, Keith, or is that it? Oh, yeah. I've got one more um, cool story and stuff. And I, it's amazing how uh, like many friends and, and people that I have met on Twitter, but... I started chatting with uh, this executive chef at Disney World, and uh, as we got to talk in, and he was from Ohio, too, and uh, both of us had went to the same culinary school and stuff, and we were just, like, chatting it up. When I told him, you know, that I was 
Oh, and down there, he said, oh, well, I take an email me once you're down here. So I said, fine. So I did. And he goes, be over um, at the contemporary, like at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I went, okay. <laughs> I'm like, did you don't have to ask me twice for that? So my wife and I go and stuff and walk in and sit down and stuff. And he comes out and introduces himself. And then he like takes us on a tour uh, like of the, the kitchens and stuff like at the contemporary. And for a chef, that's like a ticket to Shangri-La. I mean, that's that's just, it's one of those, those places that it's amazing. I mean, you know, the size and the staffs and how they, you know, they take and work so well. And the food that comes out of there is just remarkable. Well, then uh, he, he goes and takes us upstairs um, to his conference room. And we were like standing there and stuff. And he goes, uh, that stage over there is pretty important. And it's like, I went, oh, yes, really? And. He said, yeah, that stage is where Richard Nixon um, gave his I am not a crook speech. And it's like, I went, really? Well, like naturally, you know, I am uh, a history buff, too. So that was even more exciting. But it just was really nice of him to take time out of his day and stuff um, because he he is a very busy guy there. Like it really, it shows you the type of people that Disney uh, like seeks out to employ at their parks and the resorts. It's just like character people who who um, um, are so you know nice and generous. And that was you know one thing that it made our trip really. Um, that was a highlight for me. I mean, that's obviously it, it shows, like you said, that the kind of uh, the kind of people they have hired there. So they have great people there for the most part. Uh, well, my last one, uh, in like Sean, I mentioned this on Dixie Landings podcast because it's it's my number one memory, and it will always probably be my number one memory. But you know, December twelfth, two thousand eight, Magic Kingdom, right in the middle of Main Street. I proposed to my wife, then girlfriend, obviously, but uh, you know, in in front of a Disney Photo Fast photographer. So we've got pictures of the event and people were stopping and, and staring and watching and, and then clapping and applauding when she finally said yes. And uh, a cast member called us over to the chapeau and they gave us bride and groom mouse ears. So, you know, just a really, really cool moment. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, propose at Disney, so it's not unique, but it's special to us. And, and you know, it's every time we go now, it's we know the spot that it happened and it's you know something that we'll always remember yeah a perfect instant memory for you yes yep. and of course uh, uh sean and i have to stare at it every week when we <laughs> record the show because it's your skype yeah. avatar but <laughs> yep. it's also the it's also the banner photo from twitter and instagram so. it kind of looks like it's more uh, begging uh than it was asking yeah, well, that's, pretty, that's what all proposals are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't, don't act like that's not what happened with you guys. Here, here's some bling. You got? You want to marry me? <laughs> please, please, please don't make me look like a fool. Please, please. <laughs> so this is, a, I have one last thing, and this is a topic I would like to talk about again, because I did have others that I would, you know, like to have people here and or get other people's um own memories too on a show on a future show but uh, in 2008 we made a trip to Walt Disney World with a whole bunch of friends of ours and it was a it was a fairly hot day and we I think I might have talked about it before but you know we're all together I think there was like six of us all together and you know we're in the parks and it was hot and everybody's starting to get hungry and thirsty and everywhere we went to there was no availability so we decided to go to downtown Disney we go to downtown Disney and we go to Raglan Road and you know even when we're sitting there waiting for our drinks to come, nobody's talking to each other. Or when we are, everybody's getting short with each other. 
um, it wasn't like a very pleasant experience. So, you know, the the band is on there. There's an Irish uh, step dancer on there, and now the drinks are starting to flow. So now we're eating and drinking and doing shots, and we're having the <laughs> best time. You know, because now you're able to let loose. You have some food in your system. Your sugar's back up, and we just had such a fun time. We get back to the Wilderness Lodge, and we're compl- everybody's wasted. I mean, there's not a sober person among us. Now, we're all doing cartwheels down the hallway at like 11.30 at night, 11 o'clock at night, banging into the walls and banging into each other. And I mean, really, I mean, it's not really, I mean, we're <laughs> yeah, very immature of us doing this. So, um, But I remember waking up the next morning and I'm like, my God, why am I so sore? So, you know, and we're all like laughing about it, but it was such a, a fun time for us because everybody was able to let go and enjoy themselves and you know, we're acting like kids again or teenagers again, running down the hallway doing cartwheels. I mean, you know, six one, two hundred, whatever pounds I was at the time, doing cartwheels down the hall and actually doing a cartwheel and landing. And so that was a lot of fun. So that was a fun memory for us. And the funniest part of that entire story is that he tries to say that it was the food that brought them, you know, <laughs> back to life and brought their blood sugar back up. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with the. Uh... Shots of uh, Irish whiskey, I, uh, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a few E. Jamesons. <laughs> pretty sure of it. Well, those are some great memories. Too. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Those are obviously some great memories. I know we have lots more that we could do, so we'll have to save them for another episode. That's going to do it for this week. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Loot Crate, the world's greatest subscription box for geeks, gamers, comic book, and Disney fans. For more information, visit their site at lootcrate.com slash tiki-talk. Be sure to let us know what you thought of our show. Comment in the notes over at enchantedtiki-talk.com. You can email us at podcast at enchantedtiki-talk.com. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Be sure to let like us on Facebook, check out our store at redbubble.com, and follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm at Dole Whip Daily. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number eight, and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. the best Disney memory if they sold freaking cheer line. Yeah, really? I mean, you know, come on already. It's a southern legend. It is. Jerks.